Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. And today we have a very, very great episode for you guys. We have someone who is not only a multi-instrumentalist, but is also multifaceted with all of the different talents and things he chooses to dabble into. And that guest is Matthew Gold. Yeah, and honestly, talking to him, I haven't met him in person, but uh, I was very surprised to find out how young he was. He sounds like he is very confident in what he's doing. He's very, uh, he, you know, he carries himself well. He's, he's, very, he's very in there. He knows right. what he's doing. He might be a young artist, but I think his vision comes across as something that is very, you know, it's focused, streamlined. Yep. He's, he's got very his, passionate. Right, totally. Um, and I think that uh, th- the sky is the limit for this dude. Um, I met him. We both did a tour together. And uh, it was only a few days. But, you know, if you guys listen to this conversation, you would think that I've known him forever. Same, he's just, Right? He's just that kind of dude yeah. that you can just talk to. And, and have a good time with. And this was genuinely a very enjoyable episode. Yeah, and, I, and it's definitely a bit of a different episode than last week's episode, where last week was very, uh, you know, uh, you could say professional in a way. Down to business. Yeah, down business to business. Business casual. And this it's one, like you're wearing a dress shirt with jeans. You exactly. know what I mean? <laughs> and this episode was more, uh, you know, we talked about a lot. We talked about, uh, you know, old pop music. We talked about Smash Mouth. We talked about New football. pop music. We talked about new pop music. We talked about a lot. And uh, it was a very casual conversation. Let's put it that way. But but um, what, what's not casual is is how well thought out and meticulous Matt is with his music and his art. And um, I'm sure you guys will get a sense of his vision when we play some of his songs for you uh, during throughout the episode. With that being said, before we, uh, we give you a little snippet of what, what Matt's all about, I just want to remind everyone that our podcast is available anywhere all podcasts can be found. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, whatever platform of your choice offers you. Please interact with that. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's going to be super beneficial for us in regards to moving up the podcast ladders and just, just being able to help grow this thing and get this out there to get, to get bigger and better guests. Yeah, and... As much as we want to hear from you, we want to talk to you too. So we've got all the social medias. You know, we've got YouTube, uh, Twitter. We've got an email. It's all talking at talking with Andrew and Chris. T A L K I N, no G. Talking with Andrew and Chris at gmail.com and on Twitter and Instagram too. So we want to we want to talk to you too. Yeah, and again, we thank you guys so much for supporting this thing and helping us bring this to life because without you guys we simply would just be twiddling our thumbs like we were before we started this thing yeah so, and uh, now what is this episode six yeah which is cool i'm very That's glad crazy. that we've had six six people who were nice enough to come on and uh grow with us and and so with that being said um here is someone who i think is only going to keep growing this is Warzone by matthew gold Stop speeding No 
guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. And not only am I Chris, but I am just so excited that this has actually become a thing. Because we're now on episode, what is this, number six? Number six. That's more than one whole hand. Number six. And I can tell you guys for a fact there's an episode number seven. It's already been recorded. And it was a pretty good one, I have to say. No spoilers. But just the fact that we have made it this far, we've been talking about doing this thing for such a long time. We tried to do it once and it didn't work. It did. It it not only did it not work, it failed completely. We don't have that problem anymore because today we're joined by someone I haven't known for that long. But in the short amount of time I've known him, I've gotten to know him really well. He's a very nice dude, multifaceted, talented creator songwriter, just just content provider, Matthew Gold. Welcome to the show today, man. Well, first of all, that intro is amazing. Thank you so much, guys. No problem, Thanks dude. Thanks for being uh, here. We're, we're trying, you know? <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> so, Matt, just because, um, you know, you do so much, let, let's let you take this out the gates. Like, like, so tell us a little bit about yourself as a give creator. Us, give us your elevator pitch. My elevator. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, my name is Matthew Gold. I am a singer slash producer slash videographer uh right outside of philadelphia um make a lot of music all in you know the comfort of my basement very i guess self-made like that and then also i have a pretty pretty cool love of photo and video and i've been very fortunate enough to been able to fund all the music through being able to shoot video for other people so very very good spot right now and uh very fortunate like i said yeah, um, we, we actually met. Um, we both got hired. I don't know if you were hired last minute. I was sort of <laughs> hired the day of to uh, work. It wasn't, it wasn't as long as I would have liked, but it was a fun few days. We went out with a band called Lumen, which you were their, their videographer, content provider for that whole tour. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I was a little, I was maybe a month before I was brought out, but uh, I guess I can't say too much about the other, the other merch guy we had, but Chris stepped in super last minute and just and just compared to the guy we had before was like a lifesaver. So shout out to Chris real quick. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you rock, dude. Thanks, man. Um, yo, Matt, funny story. Andrew actually got asked first. That's true. And Andrew turned it down. Uh, he doesn't well, have a car. I don't own a car, so I had no way That's, of getting there. But uh, yeah. I feel that that is a really good uh, reason why not to. Okay, but, fair enough. But the uh, the last time that I had to do a merch job and couldn't, Chris filled in then too. So I figured Chris better fill in now as well. He's like, you just better do it or else I'm... It's like, dude, do it or I'm out of the show and my name's in it, so good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of Andrew's, like, stand-in merchandise. I'm, I'm the emergent... I'm like the, uh... He's the assistant emer- merchandise, merchandise guy? I'm like the Jason Bourne of merchandise. Like, I'll get it done. <laughs> you know, like, I'll come in there and I'll make sure it happens. Uh, yeah. I think that's the coolest way somebody's ever described being a merch guy. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, never, been, I've never been described as Jason no Bourne. No disrespect to any merch guys. No, no, for sure. I mean, hey, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be. And Jason to be Bourne. honest with you, there's a huge, there's a huge value in just being out on tour, no matter what what part of tour you're in, because you know we're also me and Andrew are in the same band together, and we met you. You're a video guy. You're not too far away from us, right? It's Philly, True. New York. We'll probably be working together soon. So I, I just think to anyone who's listening, yeah, it might not be exactly what you want to do to get into this field if this is something you want to do, but take any opportunity, you know. Absolutely. Oh, something always leads to something else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Snowball effect. Exactly. I mean, when Chris and I met, it was because Chris was in a local band and my buddy was in a local band and I was 
I mean, I wouldn't really consider it selling merch. I was standing behind a table of like three t-shirts and nobody bought anything. But, you know, years later now we have a podcast, we're in a band, we've toured together and it's like the people we've met along that way has helped us collectively. So it's like you really never know who you're going to meet and how that person will affect you later in your life. So you just really just pay it forward. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so aside from being a good dude, which I think is pretty much what Andrew just said, Matt. Absolutely. Um, what was that? What was that experience of your first tour like? You know, let let us know what that's like because as an artist, your first tour was being on the crew side of things. You know, the photography, the videography. So, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it was honestly, it was it, it was everything that you 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 think that maybe you're gonna go off and it's gonna be very, it's gonna be very. It, I guess it depends on the people you're with. The people that we were fortunate enough to be with, it was, you know, you obviously, the band members. It was literally like being with a bunch of your, like, best friends. I met these guys the day before the tour started, or the day of the tour started. And by the end of that night, I felt like I had been hanging around with best friends that I was with for my entire life. So when you're surrounded by really good people, it, it makes the experience that much more fun. I can imagine... We, we drove, I think, two hours for the most for one of our shows. But I can't imagine if you had to go back and forth from city to city and city, it needs to be somebody with who the conversation can stay light because you guys are having a good time. Somebody that you're willing to work your, I can't, I don't know if I should, I don't know where the profanity is, you but work swear, your butt you off. <laughs> work your, somebody that you want to work your ass off so that when they see your content, like they're, and they're proud of it and they're super excited, but that makes you feel great. So as far as first tours go, like, the venue, you can't complain about the venues. We were doing, I think, what, a 5,000 cap rooms. So seeing something like that was incredible. Seeing some of these venues that I had been here since I was a kid was incredible. And then, of course, just the people that we were playing for. Oh, wait, best part about tour, catering. That was amazing. Ooh. Forget everything else. Catering is the greatest part about tour. Yeah, you could ask Hands Andrew. Down. I've been, I've been, I have not shut up about that, dude. Literally, he came <laughs> back and he was like, "Yeah, I just got off the the run, you know, missing the catering, but I'll be back on in a couple of days. It'll be cool." Listen, that's that's what it is, though. I, I I think I texted my parents, called me the first night, and they were like, "How was it?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But catering, I was the like, food though. I was like, "That's that's that's." I know I made it moment when you yeah. get free food, dude. Yeah. Also though. We are very blessed to be in this like tri-state, greater New York area, especially for oh, that tour. Yeah. I mean, you guys have good food in Philly. We can't say that for other parts of Pennsylvania. I think, I don't know. Would you agree to that? Or to is be that... honest, I don't. I haven't. I haven't dove too much into the other the other food cultures of oh. Pennsylvania. So Never don't have Pittsburgh much to comment or something on like that. that. I'm sure. I, you know, I'm sure that other places in Pennsylvania have their claims to fame, but I feel like, you know, Philly's got the cheesesteak, and then anything else that is noteworthy in Pennsylvania, I'm sure you can find it in Philly. I would have to agree with you on that one. I 100% can uh, res uh, resonate with that one. We, we, we were just more so even blessed because we were, you know, we did Staten Island, Long Island, um, uh, there wasn't, was there another island? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> the island. Some insert island there. Right. And and so that's all like not only is it dope to get food for free, but to get catering in that area, like that New York area where fucking, you know, we, we live in Poughkeepsie, New York, Matt, which is about like two hours north of mm-hmm. um of uh, the city. And, you know, there is a quality loss. It's pretty good, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's definitely better I than mean, being in some, our delis are dank. Our delis are dank. Yeah. Our delis are dank. That's a saying right there. Yeah, I did just delis say are dank. But but we were more so specifically blessed, I would have to say, by the eats. 
Dude, I mean, uh, catering coming to mind, like, I was blessed to to be on a tour that stopped at a couple different House of Blues, and the House of Blues in Texas, like, say what you will about the state of Texas, House of Blues knows how to find good catering. One day, it was, uh, you know, taco buffet. Another day, it was a crazy Chinese food buffet. It was just like, I don't know who's making this, but thank you so much for making it for me, because I don't deserve this food. <laughs> Listen, I have... Aside from aside from the Dallas Cowboys, I have no beef with Texas. So oh, amen. Texas. Yeah, fuck the Cowboys, com- dude. Coming from they Philadelphia, suck. those those might be my only uh, might be my only downfalls with Texas. So, so are you an Eagles fan? Oh, hundred percent. So okay. I'm still kind of in recovery for right last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Here, you know. Here's the here's the thing about the Eagles. I dislike Carson Wentz very much. So do not like him. I hate the Eagles. I'm a Jets fan, so you know I don't really have like okay. any sort of yeah, feel real, bad for real quarrel or beef. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the laugh. I appreciate it. Next year is gonna be our season. Yeah, <laughs> How many times have you heard that? But um, I, I always root for the Eagles when Nick Foles is at the helm. There's Big something Dick magical Nick. about that, dude. Yeah. Listen, yeah. First of all, shout out to Big Dig Nick. Amen. Um, amen. For yeah, I'll be. I'll be honest. Listen. Carson Wentz is our this that that is our guy. That is our like, or at least I would say a year or two ago that was our guy. And I would say he still he still holds a place in a lot of Philadelphia, I guess, like members' hearts. But I would be lying if I said that right now, like Nick Foles isn't like our like that's not our guy. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that who would really argue, and and I, I love both. I can't complain. But there's a lot of people who would argue that they would. Much rather have Nick Foles lead the team than Carson Wentz, which is that's when next year uh, Nick Foles' contract is up. So that's going to become mm-hmm. a big thing. Like, do we do we re-sign Nick or do we keep Carson? It's a it's going to be an interesting uh, going to be an interesting conversation to have. I mean, look, it wasn't Carson Wentz's idea to pull out the Philly special in the Super Bowl. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm so glad that that's like that's like a thing because that's incredible. I, I mean, it was the best play of that whole Super Bowl. I can't listen. I can't argue with that one. I, I <laughs> if I said I peed myself when that happened, I don't know if I'd be lying. So. <laughs> right? No, I mean you guys have an incredible team. It's just one of those things where, like, you know, and and Nick Foles didn't just lose. Alshon Alshon Jeffries just kind of lost you this game. Like, come on, bro. You, you should have yeah, had if that. We're, game. Listen, yeah. if we're being completely Nick, honest, that though, throw was on complete, point. It's perfect. If we're being completely honest, I um, Alshon Jeffrey has been one of our strongest like i would say players on the offensive uh side the entire season i wouldn't put that on him if i'm really gonna and i don't know who hears this but if i'm really gonna put it out there our defensive coordinator his name is jim schwartz okay and i would say this dude has single-handedly lost us the last two seasons because our offensive line is it's all right but our offensive like i guess backfield is incredible and we jeffries has been incredible but our defense is where we where we lack a lot. So I'm not even going to put it on Jeffries. Jeffries is okay in my book. He's got to keep no, his head yeah. up. But I'm going to say our defensive coordinator is what was really killing us because he's having all of our he's having all our cornerbacks, all of our like our safety lined up super far. I'm just, yeah. Shout out to our defensive coordinator. I don't like him. Jeffries, you're so cool, man. Nah, dude. I, <laughs> well, we know he that was this, crushed after this that is game. the official podcast of the Philadelphia Eagles, so they definitely listen. Yeah, That's yeah. That's fine. Get rid of Jim Schwartz, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, no, man. I, I, I agree. I, I'm not, I wasn't trying to, Alshon Jeffries is a great player, you know, would draft him in fantasy football, but it's just one of those things where it's like, you're right, you know, yeah. but they, that, that drive, everything needed to go perfectly. And this was the one time it didn't work out. Unfortunately, it happened in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Of course, of course. And I feel bad that dude's probably beating himself up, but I know at least the city of Philadelphia is still super, super like supporting him. I, I knew I th- after that game, they released a press conference with him being interviewed and the amount of i guess philadelphia fans that were tweeting like listen jeffries we still love you don't worry about it so shout out to i know we get a bad rep but at the end of the day i promise philadelphia fans are uh we're pretty loyal to our players hey man look i'm a jets fan so your 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 biggest problems are my 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 you know my hopes and dreams (laughs) (laughs) i'll just tell you that much but uh anyways dude we're bringing up philly a lot i know that's where you're you're uh you're you're in a local area around there take us back to the beginning like were you always born from philly and how did that environment sort of get you into the creative arts yes so um both my parents grew up in philly and then when they got older, they moved out just to the, um, just to like the, I guess the suburbs of where, right outside of Philadelphia. And I, I want to say that, I don't want to say that like getting into, I, I've been in the music since I was, I think maybe in first grade, I told a bunch of kids I wanted to start a band with them. And then when my dad wouldn't take me to a band practice with air quotes, uh, <laughs> I wanted to organize. I was like, dad, everybody's going to show up. They're all going to be waiting there for me. So I've been into music for a while now. But um, as far as like in high school, I met two or three of my best friends who are into music as well. And have only made music or video, I should say, and have only made me better in like those traits. So I, maybe not Philly in general. The, Philly, as far as like a mentality, super dope. And I could attribute a lot of what like I feel maybe a lot of the chip on my shoulder or for, you know, whatever, like to being in Philly. But as far as like. I guess maybe uh, creative um, inspiration. I just feel like our generation is open to so much that it's, I've been inspired by a lot of different artists. And now that I'm getting older, there's a lot of Philly artists that I'm very much, oh yeah, like I can support that. But I can't attribute too much of the inspiration to Philly as far as the music side. Okay, so where's that come from? The what the inspiration? Just like like what what were some of your first influences as an artist that you were like? What was the reason in first grade that you wanted to organize that practice? You know, like what was the drawing force about music, if not the area <clears throat> and the environment? And it's okay. I know I could, it's a long time ago. Like just oh you know. no, I I, th- I think I could give you, I think I could probably give you maybe four four pinnacle moments of. Perfect. Like, yeah. So in kindergarten, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a movie with Bow Wow called Like Mike. Oh, okay. How old oh, are you? First of course, off? Yeah. dude. How old? Uh, are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm 21. So when I was in, okay. when I was You're in kindergarten, that movie came. By a few years. Yeah. So we're in the yeah. same realm. Incredible. Yeah. Movie. So when, when yeah, exactly when that movie came out, <laughs> and there was a rap he did, and it was like the it was the rap he did during the basketball game. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing. So I went into kindergarten, and then I rapped that one day. I don't know if it was like a show and tell. I was like, I'm going to rap. So that was like, I think the first <laughs> pinnacle moment that was like, oh, that's super cool. Um, we're going to get really embarrassing now. When I was, I think the second pinnacle moment is like when I was in maybe third grade or something. It was or third to fifth grade. The Jonas Brothers were super hot. And those were the first guys Ooh. that like I ever saw wear skinny jeans. And I was like, yo, they're super cool. Dude. Their jeans are tight. I was like, mom, I need that. 
I'm right there with you, man. When I was 14, I dreamed of being their drummer. I prayed to God every night, just let me meet them. I know we'll be best friends, and they'll want me to play drums. Yeah, and everybody promise. probably gave you guys the same way. I definitely got my fair, uh, my fair share of crap for liking the Jonas Brothers in yeah. third grade. Here, here's like, my hey. situation with the Jonas Brothers. I don't want to derail you too much. Sorry about that, but I just got to no, say. Fine. You're fine. That we we when we still eat dinner as a family at the table and there's TV on in the background, you know, some background noise. When we were younger, my sister usually used to get her way and put on shows like Hannah Montana and the Jonas Brothers. And like my my grandpa or my mom or dad or something would be like, oh, well, let's watch something everyone wants to watch. And like Maria would be like, you know, but Christian likes it too. And I'd be like. Nah, not really, but secretly, I was like, yo, keep secretly, this shit on, bro. Yeah, this yeah. Of course. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you couldn't tell anybody where I yeah, have a little yeah, sister. Yeah, exactly. So, so it was like, hey, I think that was my first concert. And it was uh, and it was like, hey, you know, so we're going to go as a family. We're going to take my sister. And I was it's right. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, like one of those things. Yes, whatever. I guess I'll just go. But, you know, damn well. I'm like, oh, this is super dope. Yeah, that I actually mean, happened more so recently. I went to like one of those radio concerts, and I was like, I acted like I was dragged there, but I got to see Nick Jonas, Aaron Carter, the script, all in one yeah. night. Come Listen, on, bro, that's wow, that's a, those Listen, are bops from the past. I'm not yeah. proud to say I lived in uh, Houston, Texas, for like four months of my life, but in those four months, I went to the Houston Rodeo like four times, saw Zach Brown Band, Lady Antebellum. There was one night it was Demi Lovato and Austin Mahone, and let me tell you, Demi Lovato was probably the best one I saw. I would be honest. I thought that was leading to something of you being like, "Listen, like the rodeo's dope." I was gonna be like, <laughs> "I mean, yeah, the, listen, the rodeo's pretty cool too." But right at the end, when they pull out the giant stage that just like turns in a circle around the whole crowd, that's the best part of the night. And then Demi Lovato comes out and sings with a cast on her leg. I'm like, "Wow, what a legend!" Listen, I'll tell you what. I definitely would not complain about Demi Lovato. That is, mm. that would be. I would. I would just imagine that'd be a great show. It's a great show. So, Matt, we, we left off Jonas Brothers. You're really little. They're super dope. Of course. <laughs> Skinny yeah. jeans. So that, that, that is the perfect, that is the perfect uh, position for that. And I, I promise from here only gets more embarrassing. Um, perfect. Then, and it's, and it's, it's embarrassing, but, it, uh, but it, it's super, super, I guess, pivotal to what, um, where I really, really started making music. So fast forward to eighth grade, and Justin Bieber is like the biggest thing in the world. And, of course – with all my friends being like, he sounds like a girl. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then, to but you. real deep, yeah, deep down, I'm like, oh, this dude's like the coolest. Like he's, he's got all these views. He's like performing on all these shows. So right around eighth grade, I start doing covers. Let's just, let's just say that really, really bad is probably the, the nicest way to describe how these covers were. <laughs> and then, and then like a year later, go doing the covers for a little bit. Of course, getting, you know, flack for releasing that. I ended up recording, like, my first song in my bedroom, um, just listening to his stuff and being like, oh, I want to try that. And I, like, hung an iPhone with, like, a shoelace from my ceiling fan and put a sock over it because I didn't know what a pop filter was. And I was like, cool, yeah, this will be fine. And I recorded, <laughs> and I recorded like, my first song like that. And I think I still have it somewhere on my iTunes, but nobody will ever hear that aside from my family. But, um, wow. yeah, but I, I would be lying if I said that that wasn't the reason why I wanted to start, you know, really recording. I was like, Oh, this is so dope. Like he started on YouTube and now he makes music. I was like, I could put YouTube stuff and I can record. So, I mean, Bieber's the man right now. Anyway, I know everybody loves Bieber now. So True. people yeah. finally caught up. I um, am not going to lie when I say that I caught up. <laughs> yeah. I, no, definitely listen, caught I have, up. I have friends. I have some buddies now, up. even in high school when we first met, definitely uh definitely we're like nah man nah he's not the guy and then when you know purpose came out they're like 
yeah, Justin mm-hmm, Bieber, he's mm-hmm. he's tough. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. What a, purpose what about, did it for me. What about Believe, though? That's the oh, album. See, yeah, we're talking, listen, I've, I've been on the Bieber wave since 2011. Since so whatever my you're going to say. the first one. Exactly. I heard one time, I'll be honest, I heard one time and I thought it was Rihanna. And that's not to be funny. No, I was like, oh, this, new, this new Rihanna, I was like, this is tough. And then I found that it was him. But I've been on that wave for a minute, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Fun fact, he performed at a water park 10 minutes from where we're recording this episode. Wait, what water park? Splashdown. Oh, it was I on like know. a weird radio station tour he did before he blew up. And, and he uh, uh, showed just up. chimed in and said to, that apparently that. him and his uh, entourage trashed the entire place. The fun station right. that they had. That's <laughs> like, he was probably like 14 when it was happening. I would have done the same thing. So Yeah, for, that's first of all, wait. Shout out to I didn't even realize watching him at that young age that like radio promotion is crazy. I, I was just like, oh, you know, he, I, I didn't get I didn't understand like the whole idea of him going from radio station to radio station. But I get it now. And I'm like, I mean, the dude's kind of been putting in work for a minute now. Like that's he was out there. Yeah, he was. Scooter Braun found him when he was but a wee baby. Yeah, man. Dude, shout out. First of all, Scooter Braun, for anybody that's in the music industry that's listening, Scooter Braun has got to be one of the craziest, and I say that in the best way possible, managers in the game. So we're talking oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, Tori Kelly, Martin Garrick, Asher Bieber. Roth. Asher, yeah, I mean, Asher, <laughs> you know what's funny? I've, I've, I've had, like, conversation with Asher Roth before, but, like, not like he would know who I am, but we were in mutual friends, and I don't know. I think they're in a good place, but I don't think Asher Roth ever wanted to be super, super big Asher Roth. I think Bieber wanted to be really big. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's why I don't know if we hear from Asher as much anymore. But yeah, yeah. so first he of all, Scooter Braun's got to be, if not the heaviest hitter as far as music managers, I got to say he's up there because Hell yeah. Yeah. his catalog is crazy. What about uh, Bernie Ledden? Oh, I'm sorry. Hey? Never mind. Um, Irving Azoff. Yeah, you mixed yeah, him up. Yeah, yeah, I mixed him up. Uh, the Eagles manager, Bon Jovi's manager, I'd say he was like the precursor to like uh, a Scooter Braun. Absolutely. He he actually just recently fought Congress with um, a bunch of songwriters and musicians. I don't know if you heard for the Music uh, Monetization Act. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Irving Azoff was like a huge um, component in helping that get passed. Yeah, so he, uh, he fucks. Shout out to all the legendary managers out there helping us people on the, on the hopeful. Yeah, come the up. managers, the managers that care about the artists and not so much making the money. Right? Yeah. Well, first, first you you mentioned uh, Bon Jovi. I got to throw it out there that that's probably like the earliest band that I remember listening to. And uh, probably the band that I would say, like, aside from, you know, bands that I discovered on my own that I know most about, because my mom was a huge, huge Bon Jovi that's fan. That's my mom's favorite band. I think that's every mom's favorite band, to be fair. Like, every mom over, like, 35, their favorite yep. band is Bon Jovi. Yeah, every mom will leave their husband for Bon Jovi. So my mom's that's, favorite that's artist is Phil Collins, but I, I, I'm going to just go out on a limb without any knowledge, and, and he, Bon Jovi's at least in her top 10. Top 300, easy. That's top 300. Oh, easy. 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 Uh, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, but no, definitely. Um, but you know what's crazy? I've, I've seen, I have nothing, nothing but respect for Bon Jovi. So I would say still top maybe 10, I would either favorite or most influential artists just because I've, I've been seeing this guy since I was, you know, like he was one of my first concerts. I've seen him a couple times. Oh, nice. He's so Hell phenomenal. Yeah. How old were you when you saw him? Uh, in like the, just the wee years of life. I was like either like 10, I think I saw him three wee times, maybe like. 10 12 and like 14 <laughs> yeah That's exactly amazing. so so um, you've been you've been really 
exposing yourself to music for a very long time then. Yeah, and I don't think it was ever I don't think it was ever a super conscious thing. I just think growing up it was like the first thing I wanted to probably the same thing with you. The first thing when I got in the car is I wanted to turn on the radio and, and like that's that was it. When I when I when I was in high school, the only thing I wanted to do was come home and make music and that's just I guess so it's it's been it's been a thing for a little bit, unconsciously, but yeah, I guess it's been creeping up. Very cool. And what's the fourth? We touched oh, on the, the fourth the, moment. Good memory. The, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm getting super sidetracked. Oh, I got it, dude. It's all I up forgot. in here. If you could see yeah, in here, dude, this folder's on folders. Like, it's organized. Apartment buildings. Really? There was a, uh, there's, if I had to say the fourth is probably right now. And there's three, three people that I, I would say I look at the most. And as far as career-wise and as far as just, you know, personality-wise that I would ever want to try and emulate as an artist. And I think, like, obviously... Ed Sheeran, aside from being one of, if not the biggest artists in the world, I think he seems like the most humble guy. And I'm like, that's just somebody to strive to be. I think Drake is not only one of the coolest dudes in the world, but I don't know how this man consistently seems to just become more and more relevant. I mean, I he's Drake, number one on Spotify, right? I think. Uh, Ariana Grande. Drake is oh, he's, he's he's like a like phenomenon. Top, he's always top five most streamed. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then I, I imagine Dragons are like my all-time favorite dude anything. thank you, just, you you just got chris so excited so much man i'm yeah, sick of telling listen, i'm and wait sick real of, quick i yeah, don't know what happened at i i watched their 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 halftime performance at that whatever college football game and i was like this i don't i don't know what the problem is but i know that they just performed at that halftime thing for whatever the college championship and people were ripping them apart and i was like i don't know what's going on but we're not gonna we're not going to all of a sudden tear down an unproblematic band like Imagine Dragons, who have been giving us bops for years. the same years. thing that Facts. happened to Nickelback. Now, now I'm not going to... Yeah. I, I love... don't... Wait. Yeah. What's... I don't, I don't know whatever happened to Nickelback. <laughs> I think it was just a meme that went out of control, it's, but we're not listen, about to Listen, if Nickelback you've ever had ramen noodle hair, like, you're going to get made fun of, probably for the rest that's of your true. life, but... That's true. true. Unless you're Justin Timberlake and you're Unless, able to... Yeah. Unless Justin you bring Timberlake sexy back. back. So, Matt, there's yeah. two songs that my parents, at a very young age always tell these stories two songs when they came on the radio when i was little that were like oh shit he's really responding to this the first i had to be about four years old all star by smash mouth apparently i would <laughs> oh. yell turn wow. this up you know turn this up and the second there was oh that yeah that that was i don't do you guys remember those little radios that we used to have that you would plug the tiny it was like a keychain radio and you would plug the little yep, chip in yep. i had one yeah, for insane i had one for, I had uh, one for smash mouth. Clip, it was like clip Something's clip hits, yeah. T oh, got T, it. T, T got that it. Sweet was, T came that in was clutch. The I even thing in the world. I even had the one that was like a watch that it had like the the digital clip that was like such a shitty resolution of like the chorus of bye bye bye, and it looked like yeah, just black never... squares moving around on a watch. But it was the coolest thing. I got it taken away in second grade because I constantly played it. Tristan said he had uh, Sweet T said he had it in sync, Matt. Yeah, yeah. There was, I never there had was, like, these. The, I, I think I had a Britney one because. Uh, Dude, was, 20 years for, 20 years of Britney. Have you been clips. seeing that? The Billboard? No, no, wait. Billboard celebrating 20 years of Britney Spears all this week. It's fucking cool as shit, oh, dude. Amazing. Highlighting all of her moments. Yeah. Go next their, I'll be honest. I think before I understood why I liked Britney Spears, Britney Spears, I liked Britney Spears. And then I got older and I was like, ah, 
I knew before I even knew, man. I had an Mm -hmm. older sister, and I was like, something, I don't know why I like this song, but, like, I like Britney Spears, and I'm, like, eight. Yeah. All right, all right, hold on, though, just to to dial it back. Yeah, let's go back to Imagine Dragons. While we're talking about Nickelback, the second song my parents remember me. Oh, true. Um, um, freaking out about was this is how you remind me whatever the name of the song title is. This is Nickelback. how you remind me. Remind me. Yeah. Songs fire. Everybody dude. loves that song. What's wrong with Nickelback? I mean, I have don't... you have you seen I that think... that Deadpool ad with Fred Savage about Nickelback? No. no. It's literally just <laughs> it's Fred Savage being like, dude. I mean, Nickelback sucks, and Deadpool's like, hold on. And he looks at the camera and he's like, lists off all their awards, like millions of records sold, sold out arenas. And then they both sing, this is how you remind me at the end. It's just like, everybody does love that song. I don't care who you are. You right. love that song. Yeah. Oh, what's no. the other one? It's like, look at this photograph. Yeah, look that's the one that, graph. that's the first meme <laughs> that black I saw, unfortunately, which, you know, it's hard to unhear that. But but with yeah, Imagine but Dragons, that, man. Just, I feel, you know what it is, man? I feel they were, they were one of the first, like, I think bands or music groups to really get the meme treatment like when like was first coming out so like whereas right now we have a meme and it ends in like a week or it ends in a day every day there's a new meme every week there's a new meme i feel like they were the first like meme to be or group to be memed by the internet so it was like they just they were memed for so i saw a facebook ad with mark zuckerberg and there was like uh and he was like, oh, play Nickelback. And it was for like some Facebook, like Siri ripoff. And Siri was like, sorry, can't play Nickelback. Because whatever. And I was like, oh, I was like, come on, guys. You don't need to do that. Like, yeah. Clickbait, dude. I think They're the just only, trying to get you. I think the only band that's been memed worse than Nickelback is probably Smash Mouth. You know, yeah, it's, it's weird. funny. I that, like, I those are my two favorite. <laughs> uh, those are the two that got you. And they're the two yeah. that got memed. There's it's like, oh, so it is these two bands that, right, you know, were iconic to me. Like growing up, everybody just hates now. Yeah, you know, here's my thing. As an artist, I feel like you only ever keep growing, right? Because if you liked something, maybe it's not... Like, for example, I love Led Zeppelin. I don't think Led Zeppelin shines through in my music. But what I can say is that, you know, um, I'm not going to disown that or or let people know that I don't like that just because it's not oh, what I'm currently into, you know? I, I always think that's weird, and especially hearing that from my artist friends. It's weird to me. I don't get that mentality. That is... I used to... Um... I used to make it's 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 weird. I guess I mean for everybody in our generation, listening to music is so much more of a diverse thing than it was say ten years ago. And I want to really attribute like Spotify and Apple Music to that because ten years ago, if you wanted to listen to a country album, even you either had to da- legally download it or you had to buy it. But whereas now it's like if I want to go if I want to listen to a a country song and I'm not a big country fan, I don't have to, I can literally just click it once and there's no stress, there's no harm done. So I think. People are now that it's so accessible are really listening to different genres and really expanding. So I, th- I think it's super common for anybody now to be like, hey, I listen to this music, to that music. And to, to get back on point, when I when I first started making music, I was singing for a little bit. And then I started, I wasn't good at singing at all, like terrible. And so I started rapping because I knew I, I, I'd been rapping the whole time. So I focused on rapping. But like you said, I was I was listening to like Imagine Dragons, like to Ed Sheeran. And like One Direction, uh, to true. Be, in case anybody hasn't figured it out yet, I love all the typical teen bop stuff that all guys shouldn't. I love that. You're right up my so, alley, dude. Um, yeah. So like on top of listening to like J Cole and like Pusha T and Drake, I was like, I really loved all the pop stuff, and I was like, I don't know if this is coming through my music as well. Now, how many years later we're in 2019, and the tables have kind of flipped and starting like a couple months ago everything that i put out is really just singing now and there's a little bit of rapping but like 
I still listen to all those rappers and it's not maybe coming through the same way that Led Zeppelin isn't coming through, but I still like, you know, that's still J. Cole is one of my biggest influences. He's an incredible artist. Right. And uh, that, that honestly makes me think of your song Someday. Um, I, I hear there's that song to me is sort of a hybrid type of track, whereas it's it's your flow. Right. There's there's a flow. It's not really like you're writing a melody yet. There's a sense of melody in there because it's not like you're just rapping there. Every note, every every word has a note associated with it. Yeah. So I feel like was that a conscious decision to sort of because I interpreted it as marrying the two. Yeah, it's like loves you just spoke about hip hop and pop is just like hip hop. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I didn't think people would pick up on that because I know some people see just black and white. But yeah, that's uh, I still super love straight bars rapping, and I love you know getting to the meat and bones of it. But that song in particular was all it was super all melody based. It was I don't know if you guys um, there's a rapper who's up and coming. His name is Russ. I've been told uh, I've been told to listen to him. I tea, haven't checked it out yet. Sweet Tea, has heard of him. It's yeah. Oh, shout out to Sweet Tea. He is. He's like. <laughs> He's super, it's, it's the craziest thing in the world because when I say that, like, nobody really knows about him, but yet he, his, like, he's, I think he just, he sold out Staples Center as one of his, on one of his last tours. So he's, like, doing these crazy arena shows and he's doing numbers, but, like, nobody's really heard of him. That guy, I don't know, whoever's listening, if you've heard of Russ, you're in the cool guy club. It's like um, the opposite of Jason Derulo. <laughs> the cool guy club, I love yeah, that. Yeah, Jason Jason Marula, who like everybody knows, but I don't know. I'm not going to. When is he ever toured? I've never heard someone say I'm going to the Jason Derulo show. If that's not the most real thing I think anybody's ever (laughs) said in their life. If if anybody can name me a time that they've said I'm going to a Jason Derulo solo concert. Tell me who Jason Derulo has toured with. That's not like a K104 jingle ball thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. call you a liar. Jingle ball. Yeah. Yeah, It's always the radio things with that kind of guy. Must be a there's, nice there's life. There's a couple. I don't want to. I don't want to throw out the word industry plant, but I don't know, man. Like, <clears throat> fair enough. Just gonna leave it there. But no disrespect. He he he's make he's made bops in his own Dude, right. Want you and, to want me? Probably one of my top three hundred songs. Easy. Top three. Easily top three hundred. Oh, easy. I thought you were gonna say like top like. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, this is top three hundred. I was like. Okay, Listen, I, I don't know if I can name 300 off the top of my head right now. Look, yeah. there are a lot of songs. Okay, so like 300 is a good group to be in. That's true. That's I, I hope I make somebody's top three hundred one day. That's my new goal. So but, Matt, uh, like, yeah. So, um, but uh, oh yeah. So anyway, he's super melodic rapper, and I think there's a lot of you know people that have really, really kind of been a lot of hip hop is much more different. I think a lot of hip hop nowadays already is super, super melodic. I think thanks to people like I would say Drake, uh, Post Malone. I mean, dating back to like 50 Cent has got to be like the OG of just melodic raps. True, but and Snoop Dogg kind of, I'd say. Yeah, people like that who really incorporated more so of just straight melody as opposed to just straight bar. But um, yeah, so that song was consciously being like, yeah, I, I, I don't really fully rap too much anymore, but I definitely want to say a lot. So the melody rap is kind of, you know, the perfect balance of it. So. No, totally. And is that something we can expect from you going forward? Um, I'll be honest. I have, I spent the last maybe five months or so really kind of in a creative, creative spot. And I, I banged out a lot of songs that I thought were some of my best. And if we're being honest, that is probably the most hip hop track. The rest of the songs I would say are all anywhere from just straight pop, full singing, or even like straight, like, 
pop kind of rock where it's worse we're on some sean mendez we're on ed sheeran where it's okay. like a lot of car driven stuff so i know in the future there's going to be more hip-hop but as far as i know all the singles that are at least coming out for the next however many months and they're all full singing tracks now so i don't think that's going to be much at least anytime soon all right now i know you're a multi-instrumentalist um why don't you list off a few of the instruments you play because then i have a question to ask you about that afterward um I, I, if i could like to sit down and actually play and like pretend like i know what i'm doing probably just guitar and piano but um but you know other ones because i would say the same about myself but like you can dabble in other ones just with your know-how right maybe I, I i can maybe maybe dabble with drums but i definitely after hanging out i have a couple of buddies who one of them you know in lumen um i have a couple of buddies who are very very good drummers and after seeing what they do that is such an art craft of its own that i i don't really want to say i know how like i might be able and that's a strong might capital m that i might be able to keep a decent like you know beat but like compared to like drummers who actually create real like yeah i don't We'll, we'll, we'll give him a shout out. Shout out to Addison because he very well may be a guest on the show in the near future. Shout so, out to uh, Addison and shout out, shout out to another, actually another drummer that is from New Jersey. His name is Kevin Smart and his pop, Instagram pop is Pat. Yeah, that is yeah, that is one of you, Dude, you guys. You guys know the Kevin? stolen, bro. Come on. Yeah, oh my, you guys know the stolen? Come on, we're hip. We're hip. Oh, shout out to the stolen. That just made everything. Yeah, those those <laughs> guys are the coolest dudes. Shout out to Dom. Shout I think out to we uh, we played rooftops on the end of uh, one of our episodes, actually. Bop and a half, yeah. So True. okay, that's just yeah. So, so shout out to the stolen and shout out to Kev because somebody like that who's an incredible drummer, I can't discredit what he does. Well, it's just like I, you know, I play drums and bass, and I feel like it's like anybody can play the drums and anybody can play the bass, but not everybody can be a drummer and not everybody can be a bassist. If that makes sense, hundred you know? percent, yeah. In the same way that it's like a lot of people, I think, I don't want to say, um, there's a lot of people that I think have naturally talented voices. I definitely was not one of those people. But there's a lot of people with naturally talented voices, a lot of very naturally talented, insert whatever there. But I think it's almost like there's a difference between somebody that can do something and somebody that like is willing to work and do something. So like, I think like, you might have somebody that's got a great voice to be able to play the drums, but I think there's a difference between somebody who's got the drive and like the real passion to kind of go and do that as opposed to just being able to. Right. I mean, my, my perfect example of that is look at any indie band that's in top forties. Like they, they, like the dude from vampire weekend has worked, has, has figured out how to work with what he was given, but objectively speaking, like he doesn't have that like pop star voice, you know, yet he's had like top, top 10 singles and shit like that. Because his drive, I'm sure, was greater than some people who were given the gift but choose not to pursue it. I think that's what's dope about 2019 is that I would say there's such a majority of artists that don't have the, the, the like the necessary like I love Justin Bieber but don't have the Justin Bieber image. Then it's like that don't have to go on stage and maybe dance and don't have to go and just off of just straight talent. Like 21 Pilots is not. I mean, they have mainstream sounding songs, but that voice and that like that content they're talking about is not, you know, that's not mainstream. You have somebody like, um, yeah, there's, there's, we can list off a bunch of artists that aren't necessarily mainstream artists, but are out here smashing it just because I think it's a more open generation. Right. No, a hundred percent. Um, and also, like you said, the accessibility is so much more so there. Like you can literally just toss a song up on, on streaming and, 
you know, that's like back in the day, like there there had to be more than just like the, the 20, 30 classic rock bands we hear in rotation. But now like th- those bands just didn't have a way to get out there unless they got signed, you know, but now we have you can just upload your shit to YouTube even, you know, just like right out yeah. the gates. Just and, and it's up to you to market it and promote it after that. But you can at least get it out there in a way that can be digested. I think is, the coolest part is that it's like, yeah, the, the the common question that my mom says she gets a lot is when she sees like old friends or whatnot, they go, how's Matt doing? Has he been signed yet? And like, she's like, no. And she, and she could say, oh, he's done this meta streams, whatever, but they're not going to, it's a different generation. I, I expect them not to fully grasp it. But uh, I think the cool thing about this generation is it's kind of like before, I mean, let's, let's flashback 20 years ago, like, if somebody, if you were, if you were in like the, I guess the rising stage, you were doing shows, but you weren't really making a lot of money and you weren't making money until you blown up, you blew up. But once you blew up, it was like, it was a real thing. It was like, oh, it's undeniable. This person is very big. Whereas now it's like, you can have a million streams or a million monthly listeners and it sounds great, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's very cool, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're known by everybody. But what's yeah. dope about that is I have buddies that, that that let's say are fully maybe at 500,000 monthly listeners who don't have to work a job anymore and are getting a consistent check every month and it's like yeah you're not popping but you are able to kind of find yourself right now so totally. it's it's a right, give right, and right. take it's 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 cool the yeah. ceiling has 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 increased in height there's more room to settle in underneath it i would say but then also there are the newer newer problems of you can have like you know 500,000 monthly listeners but not be able to get more than 20 people in a room because they might just be the person who heard you in a playlist and that all they know is that one song that was in that playlist but like you said you can still eat off that I'll be honest that that might have been that's the greatest what you just said was incredible there are artists who who are able to go to city to city and pull 25 to 50 people and maybe don't have the strongest following on Spotify but then you have people who have you know these giant numbers that can't even fill up their hometown and it's it's, it's it's a weird, weird era where it's kind of like it's also if there's a big saturated market, you know, everybody can go to Sam Ash and buy a mic now. We can all throw it up on whatever TuneCore Distro Kit, and we can have mm-hmm. our stuff look really professional, which is dope. But then it's also like you know the competition is now everybody's making music. It's like the competition is certainly kind of you know increasing. Yeah, yep. it reminds me of a, a quote I heard Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy say when when they came back with that Save Rock and Roll album and someone asked them, like, do you guys think that, like, you're still as famous or more famous now? And he goes, well, I think maybe now Metallica's heard of us, but I don't think that they know any of our songs. I was like, that's such a weird way to think about fame. That's a really... <laughs> I'm sure Metallica's heard of Fall Out Boy. Oh, they have to by now. I would, I would be surprised. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you know, there are hundreds of YouTubers or whatever that are... F- quote unquote famous because they have millions and millions of fans and all these people around the world know who they are but if you go and ask a random person on the street like oh do you know who PewDiePie is and they're like did you just sneeze yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. no I have this conversation with a couple of my buddies who who there's there's a difference I think between being being um I would say being like popping and then just being much more famous. Like there's a lot of people who are very, very pop. And I think, yes. but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are famous. Like, cause I'll have conversations where they're like, Oh, so-and-so is like, maybe 
insert whatever popular artist, like somebody like Billie Eilish, right? Who mm-hmm. is, I think she's got one of the top spots right now, Coachella. Like, I think any teenager right now will tell you who Billie Eilish is. And she's got how many million views on, on like Instagram or, or YouTube or whatever. But like, I personally know that my cousin's over 25 don't know who Billie Eilish is. My mom, yep. to save her life, couldn't tell me a Billie Eilish song. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's, it's like, some, so somebody like that who's very, like, uh, who's, you know, who's very, very popular, it's weird that, like, you know, or like the guy I mentioned before who can sell out, let's say, an arena in multiple cities, but yet mad people don't know who he is still. Yeah. No, 100%. And that's one thing I've noticed about you. You know, your finger's very on the pulse, um, and with that being said, we've, we've had a lot of guests who, you know, it seems to be that in the last few episodes, people have been talking about, let's do like one song a month. Now, now what inspired, like, what was your reasoning behind that? I'm curious to hear your approach as to, cause I know you also fill in the gaps with a lot of covers. I'd love to hear about that too, but, um, you know, what's your, what's your whole approach with marketing yourself like that? Because I think it is very smart. So yeah, well, if you first of you uh, interview any, let's say if you have any rapper on here in the next however many podcasts, ask any rapper if they've heard of that guy, that guy Russ I was telling you about. Because when I was when I was super big into hip hop, everybody that I at least that I was making music with knew who he was, and it was it was really weird because this dude for I think two and a half years would he would uh release a song on SoundCloud. Like this is when SoundCloud before it kinda died out. And not like in the typical SoundCloud rapper, like he was really spitting bars, but he would release a song every single week. And he did this until, you know, the views started really really getting up there and it became very successful for him. He ended up signing like a really great deal and he got really popping off of this approach. So a lot of artists that I were friends with were like yo it worked for this dude like so i think there was a point where i put out two albums and i was like yo i was like this seems to work out for this other guy i was like i think i'm gonna try this i started doing a song every two weeks and then when 2018 started i was like okay i'm gonna do a song every two weeks or whatever or at least a cover because i thought that ooh, all the content in the world is really really good but um after after i think that whole year passed it's weird how it, it's coming around now, but I literally, a couple of days ago, I went on to my uh, distribution website, and I think I had like 59 songs from the last uh, how many years, right? And I think I took off about 35 songs, just took them off of all the streaming services, because I was like, listen, this is way too cluttered. A lot of these aren't even matching up to my quality or just, you know, like my morals. I was like, I think I'm saying a lot of stuff on here that maybe I was just saying to put out in a song. So, I thought that, you know, like, don't get me wrong, that approach might be great to put out a whole bunch of songs consistently. But at this point, I was like, you know what, I have a lot of songs that I did put out, I'm not crazy about, but there's a couple songs that I really, really have done in the last couple months that I think are the best, and I want people to see those. So I got to the whole month period where, I don't know, I think that's a, that's a good balance now. I think every week is, it's cool if you have a following, but people are not going to, you know... I you can totally right get now. lost in the clutter that way, I think. Yeah, that's what it was. I was going on my account, and I was like, if I was coming here for the first time, I was like, would I be able to navigate through any of this? I have songs that people are going to see that aren't my best work, but it's showing up first, maybe because they just have more streams. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I just thought the month was the best because I, I put out – my best friend is a videographer, so I'm fortunate enough that you know we do video together that we can make videos super easily. So I was like, hmm, I think a really good idea for 2019 is 
I'll put out a song in the beginning of the month, and maybe like two weeks later, I'll release a video for it. So it's kind of like that you're kind of promoting it twice, but it's the same song. So it's kind of like it dies out maybe after two weeks, and then you kind of bring it back with a video. So yeah, that just became the approach. I also make music a lot, so I, I tend to find myself having way too many songs, and I was like, okay, I need to put these out, or else I'm going to forget about them. No, yeah, totally. Um, that was that, a long I apologize to anybody that was listening. <laughs> no, no, dude, I think it's appreciated because like, something that I am trying to create with this show is not only entertainment, but sort of like a tool because, you know, um, I think like there's a big emphasis on the artist community. I don't see too much of that. There's a big emphasis on it, though. So it's nice when like people like you who are just willing to talk about the process like that. I think it's I think it's not only appreciated by us, but by anyone who may listen. Yeah, there's I, I've said this a couple times. I I definitely know a few. I definitely have had interactions with a few artists who are very, you could tell, kind of like this is my process. Yeah, whatever. And they're not super willing to be like, I guess because there is such a big level of competition. Like I said, I get it. People are very kind of, oh, I'm not going to share my secrets. But I've also met other artists who have really taken the time out of the day to either talk to me like, hey, man, like this is some advice that I have or this is already taken. You know, like when somebody, when you see another artist, not just a fan that promotes your music, it's like, yo, that is super dope of him. Cause you know what it's like when you want people to promote your stuff. So I yeah. think artists that are really willing to just kind of like, Hey, like, yeah, we're all trying to do the same thing. They're the coolest people. No, man. Um, I think that that is a beautiful way to, uh, to wrap this episode up. Absolutely. Um, with with that being said, Matt, where can what can people expect from you going forward in this this fresh new year? Where can people find you and uh, just just tell tell anyone who may be listening anything you want them to know about 2019 from Matt Gold? Uh, well, yeah. First off, thank you for everybody who's listening. Um, if you want to check me out on either YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music or any social media, it's all the same. It's just Matthew with two T's, Matthew Gold, like the color and um, yeah, I have a single coming out probably every month for the next however many months. And it's, I would say after releasing music for four or five years, this is the best stuff. Um, yeah, so we're going to do that. Hopefully get in more shows because I think live shows are super, super important still. Um, yeah, we're just having a good time now. It's fun. Hell yeah, dude. And what about your social medias? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And if anybody uses Facebook still, it is still... <laughs> It is the, there's there's definitely the demographic that does. It is mm-hmm. um it is Matthew Gold. So M A T T H E W Gold G O L D. Like the color. Thank you like so much, color. man. Um we really appreciate you giving us your time. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh you know, next time you want to come back, you just let us know cuz this was a very enjoyable experience. Yeah, dude, hopefully even uh we can work together musically at some point. Maybe oh, of course, of course. Yeah. We'll uh yeah. yeah stay on the line this after is... this. We'll chat about that real quick. For sure, yeah. But um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Matt, what song you want him to play out at the end here? Um, I just put out a new song two weeks ago. It is called "Wonderful Night," and it is available on all streaming services. So if you guys would like to take a listen to that, that'd be awesome. Perfect. Here's "Wonderful Night" by Matthew Gold. Wonderful night, you and 
this evening, a wonderful night Ain't no future worth foreseeing, a wonderful night As the truth I still believe in, a wonderful night We see more when we've been changed We see more when, when we 